Welcome back to the Meaningful Success Podcast. My name is Saya, and this is my father, Wade. How are you, Wade? I'm doing fine. That's good, Wade. Do I pronounce it funny? No, I was just seeing what you would do. Oh. Because <laughs> I normally call you dad, so just seeing how oh, you'd respond true. to be calling, for me to call you Wade. I've gone by many names. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start things off this week with our weekly wins. Dad. Yes. Wade. Yes. What is your weekly win? My weekly win. My weekly win is actually towards one of my personal goals around fitness. Mm. I do run and walk regularly, but yeah. from a consistency, it's like you look at my apps and it's like I'll have like a day where I run like three miles or or go four or five miles and the next day I'm like 400 steps. It's just very sure. inconsistent because of work and whatever. So I wanted to get to 10,000 a, uh, a day kind of consistently. and 10,000 miles? 10,000 miles a day. Yeah, no, 10,000 steps a day. And right now I am about to be, well, I've got a 12 day streak so far where I've been over 10,000 steps. Oh, wow. And today will be 13 and trying to bring that that up. So my my monthly average for, for the last 30 days is actually 8,000. So that's great. I'm bringing things up. What was your average before? You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, I'm I'm curious now because you mentioned it's going up. So. Well, it's going up. the um, The app says that my seven day average is eleven thousand one hundred forty nine. My six month average is uh, thirty five hundred and forty three. <laughs> oh, okay. And my one year average is thirty four hundred. So I, yeah, it's uh, basically tripling what my average was over the past year. Well, that's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, for me, my weekly win, my win and my favorite are both kind of wins, so I'm trying to decide which to do. But I'm going to say my weekly win for this week is Audrey and I have gotten a apartment, a new ah. Yeah, we've been apartment hunting for a while, but we found a place that we really liked uh, this past weekend. We went on a trip and, you know, drove around and found a place. And, and it's really nice. Like the kitchen's really, really big uh, for an apartment, especially and it looks like it'll work really well for our dog, Emma, and for us. And it's just really a huge weight off of my shoulders. That was something I was stressed Fabulous. about for a while that, you know, trying to find the right place. So, And the area around it, it looks, looks like there's a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. The area around it is is really, really nice, actually. This week, something I wanted to talk about was something that has come up in a new writing group that I have started. Okay. This group is much more like, I don't know, much more of like a critical, more technically oriented sort of a thing. Hmm. I really am liking having the balance of those two, having the one that's more kind of a feel-good, supportive environment. And it's not that the other one's not supportive, but more of an accountability environment. So I've always heard that, you know, like you had people like Tolkien and C.S. Lewis and a bunch of other authors back in the day that used to meet regularly for some kind of, I don't know whether that was for support or critique or do you know much about that? Uh, I want to say that was called, I'm going to mess it up. I think it was the Inklings or something like that. Okay. That was the name of it. I wanted to say the Ink Spots for a second, but that's an old <laughs> band. But they kind of spurred each other on. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's kind of a similar thing, except, you know, if they were doing that over Zoom. <laughs> 
<laughs> with people they didn't know personally. Um, Instead of an English pub or wherever they did. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's again, that's old people goals. So one of the things that they've got is a series of videos that you go through. And those are the videos that kind of guide the discussion over the first few calls and things like that. A video I was watching yesterday was talking about this concept of your thoughts are sort of the basis of your results. Your thoughts, how you think about your circumstance, basically, you've got a circumstance, how you think about that circumstance shapes how you feel about that circumstance. And then your feelings lead you to a particular action. Hmm. Then your action, you know, gives you a result, which defines what your new circumstance is. They were using the example in writing, for example, of I had a goal that I was going to write 1500 words today. And what I actually did was I wrote 100, right? That's a circumstance. That's a fact. I can think of that in multiple ways. I could think of it as I suck at meeting my goal because I did like one fifteenth of my goal. That's bad. That's right. a failure, right? Or I can think of it as like, well, getting something done is better than nothing. Right. You know? The way that that affects things is, for example, if you think of it like, oh, I suck at my goals, then you feel shame and you feel bad for not meeting the goal instead of thinking like, well, I did some though. Right. And that's more of an encouraging thought. It's more of like, you know, I didn't get as much done as I wanted but I did something. Okay. So those thoughts, those differences in thoughts lead to different feelings, whether, you know, encouragement and kind of a sense of, well, I'm still on track, I'm okay, or a sense of shame and failure. Mm. Those feelings lead to different sorts of actions. So if I feel shame, I'm actually less likely to sit down again tomorrow and make another attempt. Whereas if I feel encouragement, I'm more likely to do so. Or that could be personality dependent too. You could have that shame and it may drive you to further action, but that further action may be more out of desperation rather than out of clear thought. Right. That's something that she mentioned in the video. A lot of times we try to change our actions. Mm. And the thing is that can work short term. Like what you're saying about, oh, I'm motivated because I feel shame. And so out of that desperation, I'm going to push through. Ultimately, it's going to be short lived because mm -hmm. it's still based on those negative spirals of how you think and therefore how you feel. Yes. Right. So all of this to say, this is something that's on my mind a lot right now, because I'm looking at it not just in the area of writing, but it got me thinking about things like my health. Hmm. And how, for example, I, you know, we talked about, it's been about two or three months now, maybe I made a goal that I was going to work out 200 times in 2023. That was right. the goal. I have done 20 of those 200 workouts. Okay. In three months. In three months. So I'm 10% through my goal and 25% through the year. So clearly there's, you know, the temptation is I look at that circumstance of, okay, well, I'm. You know, I really should be at like, you know, 50 workouts by now and I'm only at 20 and I can look at that and I can feel shame and I can think, wow, I'm doing really bad and I am just not following through and I don't know what's wrong with me and all these thoughts that come up and those make me feel those feelings of shame and inadequacy and etc., which does nothing to motivate me to actually continue, continue or increase how much working out I'm doing. 
And nor, that's, nor recognize the benefits of the 20 times you did do it. Right. It, it just invalidates everything. And it's based on how I think about that circumstance because my thoughts lead me to feel a certain way about it. Right. So what I wanted to talk to you about and get your input on is catching my negative thoughts hmm. about various things. Like I went to um, – Audrey and I went to a movie – Last night, I went to the bathroom when I was at the movie and I saw myself in the mirror and I just like, God, I look terrible. Like I just, I just thought I looked awful. I was like, oh, I've gained so much weight. I look terrible. And I had to catch myself and I had to go, wait a minute. No, I'm not thinking that way anymore. I, I don't want to think like that anymore. I want to think of it as, okay, this is where I'm at maybe, but I'm making progress toward where I want to be, toward a, a healthier, fitter version of myself, right? Right. But that is a lot of effort and it's a lot of cognizant presence of mind sort of effort to catch those things when they come up. And they're habitual thoughts, they're automatic thoughts, they're sort of reflexive thoughts. Right. So for you, when you think about this concept and how – and this does affect our success. This affects our, our success lives because the way we think about things affects – how we feel affects our actions, affects our results, et cetera. So what are your thoughts about this just starting out? Well, first of all, I think it's it's a trap that we all fall into. And when I say trap, I mean traps sometimes are coming. You talked about it's reflexive. Yeah. Sometimes you just, it's like a snare and it holds you back. Mm-hmm. And But it also traps you into a pattern of thought. When you go into that thought or that feeling there's a tendency for us to then move to our thought pattern from, oh, I'm this to I'm always this way. Oh, yeah, this is the way it's always been. Oh, this is the way it will always be. What's the point? Because I just, I'm just going to screw it up again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it leads to a kind of a futility. So we have to recognize it does set a pattern, which actually, though, brings forward a thought about breaking those patterns. You talked about catching those negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. These feelings of shame, these feelings of frustration, these feelings of futility, they arise when we judge our progress against a definition of quote unquote success or achievement or milestones that we have artificially established for ourselves. I mean, for example, let's just take the, let's just take the 200 workouts this year. Could you have set a goal for 365 workouts? Yeah. Could you have set yeah. a goal for 100 workouts? Mm-hmm. Clearly, yes. And it's so, first of all, we kind of assume that the goal or that milestone that we've established is an authority. Yeah. And it may not even be an authority. Secondly, it doesn't examine or doesn't consider quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you could, you, you remember that Mr. Bean episode where he wakes up in the morning and he does his morning exercises and he basically barely leans against his dresser oh, and kind, yeah. of, kind yeah. of just rocks leans back few, and forth, rocks back and forth and, yeah. then, and then kind of reaches down towards his toes. Okay. Now he's done his exercises. I mean, there's exercising and there's exercising. So that arbitrary of, you know, I'm going to do 200 speaks nothing to quality either. Yeah. And yet we put this uh, weight on this. So I think one of the things we have to consider is sometimes we have to really re-examine what we considered to begin with and that breaking of that pattern of thought. I mean, because it doesn't consider all angles. It doesn't consider quality. It doesn't consider that. And even if the goal was high quality, even if the goal was on target and, and all those things are, are accurate, mm-hmm. is there fruit in beating yourself up? It's not just that there's not positive fruit. It's that actually 
that beating yourself up makes it a cycle. Correct. And so it goes the actual opposite direction. Right. Right. It 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 actually having that shame, having that negative reaction, you know, it makes you feel that negative way, which makes you take less action toward what you want or even take opposite action. Oh man, I'm I'm 10% through my goal and 25% through the year. I'm clearly screwing up. Uh, I'm not doing nearly enough workouts. Oh, woe is me. Oh, shame. Oh, shame. What's the um, point? What's the, right. What's the point? What's the point? And then in order to avoid feeling that way, I may actually go, well, all right, I'm going to, because I'm an emotional leader, that's something I do. Okay, I'm going to go get ice cream and I'm going to make myself feel better with food. And now I've actually, in order to treat those negative feelings, I have actually contributed further to the problem yeah. and therefore made it more of a cycle. We do that in all kinds of stuff. We do that with, you know. Oh, I overspent on groceries this month. Oh, what, whatever. I just go, uh, it's already blown. Why not just go get the yeah. other things, yeah. you know? And we do fall into those cycles. It's almost a sunk cost fallacy sort of a thing. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm already this far in, you know? <laughs> it's like, well, I'm already, I've already, <laughs> I've already spent my entire budget on, on groceries. Well, what <laughs> I might as well keep going. Like what's <laughs> otherwise, what's the point of going over on groceries? When, like, when, when I look back at this year, March was a bust. So why, if it's going to be a bust already, let's really make it a bust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, so, but we do that to ourselves. I mean, maybe sometimes fiscally like that, but, but we definitely yeah. do it emotionally. Oh yeah. So what I feel is probably my biggest challenge in this area, and maybe this in and of itself is a thought that I need to change. Having the presence of mind, not being in sort of a survival mode where it's very passive, but sort of having that activeness of mind to be at the movie theater, see myself in the mirror, feel bad about myself, and instead of going to those negative thoughts immediately going, no, this is where I'm at, I'm at right now, I'm changing. Mm. Right. And I think it's what's hard for me is catching it quickly and making that change while it's still there to make. Because if I think about it after the fact, when I'm out of that moment, I might think later, oh, no, well, it's OK. But I'm not addressing it when it's actually becoming a problem. Does that make sense? It's, it sort, of, it's sort of like deflecting the bullet rather than patching it up later. Well, you know, it, you know it's 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 a redirection of thoughts. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, I guess here's the my picture in my mind, like those old cartoons with Wally the Coyote and he's going to, he's going to have the, the train come barrel down on the, on the road runner. And then yeah. somebody comes and he, they pull that lever and it changes the direction of the train tracks. Yeah. And, and it goes in a different direction. It, it really is. We need to pull that lever to redirect the tracks. Yeah. And how do we do that? Mm -hmm. That becomes the question. I, I know when I was, I battled with weight many times in my life. And when I was probably between second grade and sophomore in high school, I, I got bigger and bigger. And so I was very, very overweight and out of shape and et cetera, et cetera. Several things worked together to help me redirect those train tracks and get to get into shape. And so, yeah. you know, my junior year, I, I had drastically changed my condition and that kind of stuff. But there was a, there was a few things that helped me in that. And one of them was kind of one of those levers that redirects your thoughts. When I, when I thought about eating cookies or 
pie or whatever. <laughs> yep. The thought was, I want to do better tomorrow than I did today, and I want to do better today than I did yesterday. Mm. I, and it, it was, it was, it was not this, you know, ten year goal or even the entire thing. It's just like, how can I do things better today than I did yesterday? Or and that's not even that, that's important because that's not even a demand for perfection. No, it's simply a demand for improvement. Correct. And that's, yeah, and that's, that's really, that's really powerful. And that, that was a lever that I used to pull. And it, it literally, it was a thought that went through my mind. Yeah. I want to do better times. today than I did yesterday. Another thought was, do I want this more than I want that? Yeah. And so when I looked at, you know, whatever the, the food temptation was, it was, you the know. The key lime pie. Key lime pie or whatever. Do I want that key lime pie more than I want to be in this thing? And, and I recognize that that kind of blends the lines of thoughts and willpower and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not trying to say that, but I think there are tools that can help us pull those levers to redirect the tracks. Because you're right, it is a cycle. You almost think of it as train tracks laid in a circle. Yeah. And we get in that circle and we need to find a path out of that circle. I think that's really important. I feel like something that is a struggle with myself where there is disordered eating Mm. at times. Um, And for other people who may have, you know, disordered eating or things like that. And and this isn't obviously, this isn't all about weight, but I think weight is just the area that's capturing my mind in this particular topic the most right now. And mm-hmm. I think it's pretty translatable to other aspects of our success journeys in our lives. Yeah. I think that that mantra of, I want to do better today than I did yesterday. There's no shame in that. Right. There's very little to even receive shame in that from yourself because mm. let's suppose that I don't do better today than I did yesterday. What am I thinking tomorrow? What I'm thinking tomorrow is I want to do better today than I did yesterday. Right. In a weird way, my screwing up, so to speak, which even that negative language is is not helpful. Right. But my um my not doing better today than I did yesterday makes it easier tomorrow to for me better. to do better than I did today. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's just a really good. Simple. Simple and healthy mantra, I I, I think, mm. based on you know what we're talking about. And I think it's important to acknowledge that that's something translatable, I feel, to people in all sorts of situations with all sorts of potential limitations on their ability or mm-hmm. their capacity, you know, for some of these things, so much of weight loss culture is all about like, get over it, tough it out, overcome and be, mm. you know, be stronger and blah, blah. And pe- there's people who literally myself at times, I mean, like if, when I'm in the, in the deep pits of depression at times, I don't have it in me to do those things, no. but I might have it in me to think, can I just do better today than I did yesterday? Mm. So I think that's great. Excellent. Do you have any follow-up thoughts before we wrap it up? Other than just to encourage everybody, I mean, because, I mean, we all fall into these cycles in so many different areas. I mean, you you can fall into physically, you can fall into with your finances, you can fall into with with what you're trying to pursue with your goals. You can even some of your goal aspirations with hobbies and stuff. I mean, you know, I joke around, but it's absolutely the case. I mean, I've been playing guitar for 45 years or so, you know, you know, I'll go into a guitar store and I go in there and I hear somebody playing that they're doing really, really well. And I'll like ask how long they've been playing and they can say, oh, I've been playing for uh, about 18 months, you know, and you're like, (laughs) 
okay, 45 years, 18 months. And and that simple thing can be discouraging. And so I think that we all yeah. battle with these types of things, but to realize that it's not about me, even from the standpoint of skill set in that example, you can move people through music and without being the most skilled musician. You can move people's hearts without being the best storyteller. I mean, it, it's not a comparison. It's not a this person versus that or this circumstance versus that or this standard versus that. Yeah. We kind of sometimes set up all these artificial things because we think, oh, if I'm going to do this, then I need to be best at this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. Kinda, but that's really not necessary. It's really about the impact and about moving things forward and doing a little bit better tomorrow. Well, I think that we'll wrap it up there for this week. I just really think that's super important. I think that's a super important. I'm I'm definitely going to implement that do better today than yesterday, you know. Implement that into my thought process as I'm working through some of this stuff for sure. So, Saya, mm-hmm. what was your weekly favorite? Oh, it's the weekly favorite. My weekly favorite is this new writing group that I've become part of. It's been really encouraging. It's been a whole lot of work. There's a lot of like homework and 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 stuff to work through and things to watch and all sorts of stuff, but it's been really encouraging to feel like I see forward momentum happening. And like I said, I mean, we're recording this on on April 5th and it's so it's only been going for I mean, for me really for like 3 days now cuz I was gone over the weekend. Yeah. Um and so to feel like this is already kind of making an impact for me and already helping me out, I'm really, I'm really uh, happy about it. Excellent. Yeah. What about you? Uh, we got to go to uh, visit my mom, and uh, it's been about a month or month and a half since we've seen her, and yeah. and it was a good trip, and and uh, got to see my aunt and others as well, and so that was it was good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking like, anyway, so so yeah, okay. Um, so anyways, well, uh, thanks for listening. Um, I do want to encourage everybody to share the podcast with your friends. Uh, we'd like to grow our community. And until next time, Saya, any words of wisdom? Uh, don't, don't, uh, just don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. That sounds like that sounds like the mother on a sitcom telling the kids, just don't. <laughs> Whatever it was you were about to do, just just don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. The Meaningful Success Podcast is myself, Saya, and my father, Wade Clark. That's me. Intro and outro music is Brings Back the Feeling by Daniel Gunnarsson, licensed through Epidemic Sound. If you want to leave us a digital voicemail, you can do so at speakpipe.com slash MSP and possibly have your thoughts, suggestions, questions featured in a future episode of the show. If you want to support us financially, you can do so at patreon.com slash meaningful success podcast. Until next time, have a great week. Keep on